Hey, Smoochies. It's Patrick. And Peyton. Welcome to Two Peas on a Pod, your place for all things reality TV, pop culture, and life as a young professional. So grab your wine, your queso, and let's dive straight in. <laughs> hey, Smoochies. It's Patrick. And Peyton from afar. I know we're not together right now, you guys. We are social distancing, um, so we are recording this over Skype, so we'll apologize if there's any audio issues up front. Um, We've had some issues already, but it's okay. We're going to do the best that we possibly can. That's our motto, honestly, for 2020. Just do the best you can, because everything else is just crumbling, so that's just the new motto. Everything else has gone to hell in a handbasket. So honestly, I, we're adopting that and we're putting it in our Instagram bio. Honestly, um, it's been a year. <laughs> it really has been a year. Um, obviously, we will kind of touch quickly on coronavirus since that seems to be plaguing every social media, our news cycle, everything. So um, clearly, Peyton and I are taking this very seriously. Um, we haven't seen each other since what Sunday now. Sunday, we went out to dinner together, and we went to California Pizza Kitchen because you knew I had to get that mac and cheese because they have been out of it. Shocking. Yeah, well, yeah. There's so many restaurants have been out of everything because of the storms that came through, um, which we'll touch on in a bit. But yeah, it's been freaking nuts um, to like have everything kind of like shutting down. But honestly. Like, I know we've discussed this, like, personally, but it's been nice to, like, not have to be social whatsoever. Oh, my gosh. I was literally thinking the same thing, like, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I was talking about how tired I am of going out and socializing and always having something to do. And God must have really listened to me. And he said, okay, bet. And here we are. So... Literally. Here we are. I feel like this time is like really good for people to like reset and like refocus. And it's just kind of nice. It's kind of like a fresh breath, a breath, wait, what is it? A breath of fresh air. Jesus Christ. It's not really fresh air and we're not supposed to really be breathing right now. So it's just uh, nice. Yeah, well, you can definitely breathe. I mean, the thing is, like, I have a dog, so, like, clearly I have to take him out. So, like, that honestly has – I used to, like – like, I love my little baby, but, like, I hate having to, like, take him out, like, 15 times a day because it just, like, interrupts my schedule. Um, But it's, like, now, like, my favorite time of the day because I get to, like, get outside and get some fresh air, and it's so nice other than just, like, sitting inside of my apartment. (laughs) Well, I have not been outside now for over 24 hours. I'm doing this. I'm really doing this whole quarantine thing, like, to the fullest. And literally on lockdown. I went to the grocery store two nights ago and spent way too much money. But And the thing is, I honestly don't know how to cook, so I'm kind of screwed. So we'll see how this goes. I bought a bunch of junk, so it's fine. Well, you know what? We can just, like, do FaceTime cooking dates, and I'll teach you how to cook over FaceTime. Oh, my gosh. I've been – I you've been needing to teach me how to cook anyways, so I can stop showing up at your doorstep for dinner. And honestly, but, like, 
I, I still feel like I have to cook for you because I'm trying to get all of your nutrition in for you. I'm like, okay, we're not going to have mac and cheese tonight and chicken nuggets. We're going to have, oh my God, Peyton was hating so hard on my pot roast earlier. <laughs> you know, I just think about pot, I don't know, like the roast. I don't really think I like that word. Like the way that people say it, the way their mouth moves kind of nauseates me. Roast. Oh, it, it makes me think of a grandma saying roast with like pursed wrinkly lips. <laughs> oh, I mean, I am a grandma. So, <laughs> um, so uh, kind of shifting away from the horrible coronavirus and social distancing. But I will say the memes that have come out of it have been hilarious. Yes, the memes have been fabulous. It's a great way to kind of like make things a little humorous because everything is so freaking crazy. Um, so I kind of like the comedic relief of them. Um, but I like that people can kind of like have the comedy but still understand that like this is a very serious matter. Absolutely. So it's it's nice in these times though because I turn on the TV and it's like, 475 people dead in Italy today and blah, blah, blah. And millennials are the reason that this is all continuing on. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't go on any further. I need it to be 2021 immediately. I will say I am getting very irritated with seeing college kids going on spring break and like piling into bars. Oh my gosh, I know. It's not going to affect us. But, like, if you go around your parents or your grandparents and you've been exposed to it, you're basically giving them a death wish. Well, I also have seen recently that it, a lot of younger people are now starting to pick up more on the symptoms. So it's not, we're not, we are more likely to carry it than, you know, have it full blown, but it's still very much possible. Yeah, and it's not something to joke about. Like, it's something so serious. So, like, that's been kind of, like, irritating about it but I also I've loved seeing like celebrities and like what they're doing in their quarantine like there was a TikTok video that went viral of all the high school musical people minus Zac Efron that were like doing the we're all in this together oh that Uh, was amazing yeah it was amazing and I have loved seeing like Instagram influencers and like other celebrities going live on Instagram and then like inviting their fans and their followers in and like doing a live with them and like chatting. Like today I watched um, girl with no job and Kelly Flanagan from the bachelor um, on their uh, girl with no jobs uh, Instagram live. And I was like, Oh my God, this is everything. It's like, they're just finding such good ways to like do that. And I was like, should I go live? And then I was like, no one would request to join my live. (laughs) Well, Thomas Rhett and Luke Combs went live last night, too, and played music, which I freaking loved. And also, I love that a lot of gyms are doing, like, live workouts and posting stuff like that and, like, bodyweight workouts and stuff that you can do at home. So that's been super helpful. I actually did one last night, and I'm, like, low-key sore today. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm really sore from working out in my bedroom. This is fabulous. Honestly, though, it's so nice, too, because it's just, like, I... I get so anxious sometimes in group workout settings, which like you would think I wouldn't because that's like all the kind of like workouts that I do. But it's been kind of nice to just like be able to struggle and pant and like almost hyperventilate and stop breathing by myself in the company of my own home. 
I was about to say, I just dragged you to a group workout two days prior. I literally, like, most people that know me that know, like, my workout, I'm normally in a group fitness setting. Well, Uh, I found myself also, like, really getting really into these TikTok dances. Also, if you're not following us on TikTok, you need to be. Um, Literally. Immediately. I have found a new love for it and trying to learn these dances I literally break a sweat and I'm like this is a workout in itself TikTok is one of those things though that's so like I'm just now getting into it because I've been so anti it because I wanted Vine to come back and now that I'm like getting into it I don't per se like I I could sit there for like two hours but the algorithm and the way that these things are going viral and like why things do well and how, why people have like followers, like there's high school like girls that look like they're 30 years old that have like 5 million followers on TikTok. And I'm like, what is this insanity? Like, I just don't understand it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back to Instagram because now I feel like the old grandma that was trying to figure out FaceTime when iPhones first came out. <laughs> it's so fascinating like there's been like I'm just thinking about if I had a TikTok when I was younger and I'm honestly scared because I actually thought that I was gonna be like I don't even know I like America's Next Best Dance Crew with like me and my friends we'd make up like routines in my backyard so honestly I'm kind of glad that I'm not getting into TikTok till now but then the other half of me is like what if I could have gotten famous and I've been making money off this? So stay tuned. Maybe I still will. Let's. We need to make a two peas on a pod TikTok. We're literally manifesting it right now. This is our shot to become full-time influencers on TikTok. It's going to happen. 2020, Jesus and the stars, please align and make this happen. Because right now we got the death of Kobe Bryant, we got the coronavirus, we got the earthquake, we got the um, tornadoes. I'm like, Lord, I can't go on. I can't do this anymore. Take me on home, Jesus. Um, Toilet paper. It has been a very trying, like, last couple of weeks. Um, We're obviously, we're going to talk about The Bachelor um, but Peyton and I and our best friend Brenna um, were trying to watch Women Tell All at my apartment um, two Mondays ago when it was interrupted by the meteorologist um, for the local news channel here in Nashville. Um, most of you probably saw how annoyed I was and my foot flexing and pointing and being very upset that this meteorologist was telling us about a tornado on the ground in Kentucky. Um, so clearly I had some not so nice things to say about Danielle Breezy, the meteorologist, because she was interrupting my typical Monday night. Like I want to watch The Bachelor. I don't care about you or this tornado that's not going to hit me. Like like it's literally in Kentucky. Um, we'll fast forward three hours later. Um, I was asleep in bed and a really bad tornado hit downtown Nashville. Um, and my apartment complex took a direct hit. Um, I'm okay. Both of my fur babies are okay. Um, my apartment complex was condemned by the city and I had two days to move things out. Um, I'm finally in a new apartment, which honestly is, it's gorgeous. I'm obsessed with it. I like it more, like more and more every day. Um, but continue to pray and think about all of us that were affected by it. 
PTSD and anxiety is so freaking real, y'all. And it has not been an easy kind of thing to go through. Plus, they took Bachelor Women Tell All away from me, too. So I was very upset about that. (laughs) I will never forget. I left Patrick's house and I went to sleep that night. I didn't hear a single tornado siren or anything. And I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning with like 15 missed calls and all these texts. And I see Patrick and I... Patrick's like phone like had a missed call so I called him he's at the farmer's market and I was gonna get in my car and try and go pick him up but then the police were like blocking off the roads and it was just crazy and then another storm was coming through and it was just the most panicked like terror time ever and it was scary like I was frantically trying to like call and text all my friends to make sure everyone was okay And I was so overwhelmed, like, even though I was very blessed and fortunate that nothing of mine got ruined, the amount of people who reached out to me as well and just said, like, you know what, like, we're praying for Nashville. And I had so many people reach out to me and they were like, what can we do to help Patrick? Like, is Patrick okay? You know, so like, Patrick, I know you got an overwhelming amount of support as well. Oh, my God. The outpouring of love and support Um, from literally all parts of this country and friends that don't live in the U.S. that live abroad. Like, it was probably, like, one of the most moving things just to see, like, people check in on me. Um, Like, I didn't fully... I was in a complete and utter state of shock um, when it all happened. Um, It took me about two days to kind of, like come back down out of the crazy amount of adrenaline and like kind of figure out, okay, like what really did happen because adrenaline kind of caused me to black out during portions of that whole experience. Um, And I finally kind of like started to figure out what had happened that night and like how I was able to get, you know, safe. And I, you know, saved both of my babies and put them in the bathroom because I was more worried about my babies than I was me. But just the outpouring of love and support throughout the whole entire thing has been honestly just such a moving experience to see people show up and to show out and to see that there were so many volunteers in my particular neighborhood of Germantown that they were having to turn people away and send them home because there were too many people that wanted to show up to help out. And it was one of those moments where, like, I felt insanely blessed to live in the South where there's such a, you know, there's such an impactful community, whether you realize it or not. And it really just made me blessed to, it made me feel very blessed to see that. Um, So to each and every one of you that listens to this, um, which is like all of you, because we're so popular. Thank you so much uh, for loving me and for praying for me and for reaching out and for helping me start my life over again um, in a new home. Um, it has not been easy, but I am a strong bitch. You cannot break me. Um, so, you know, Nashville and I are rebuilding and it's going to take some, well, it's not just some, it's going to take me a lot of therapy. Um, but you know, it's, it's an everyday decision to choose joy over fear. Um, and I love that quote you shared Patrick 
Um, yes. It, and like, I don't even, the crazy thing is, is like, I don't know where this came from. Like, I just said it out loud one day to someone and they were like, whoa, like that, that needs to be like on a t-shirt somewhere. And I was like, honestly, I, tattooed I, on me. I literally want to tattoo it on me. And it was, um, because I, I would just kept hearing the word like, oh, you know, you should be so grateful that, you know, you're still here. We're grateful that you're still here. And I was like, I didn't feel grateful. I felt lucky. And I was just like, but I also felt terrified. And I was just like, but I did have so much to be grateful for. And so the quote was, you know, eyes forward, grateful heart. Um, I can't change what happened that night. There's not anything that I could have done to have made it easier. Um, when you're in the direct line of a storm like that, there's little that can be done. Um, you know, you just kind of have to do the best that you can. I attribute so much though to those tornado drills that you, that they used to make us do in freaking elementary school. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Um, that's literally like the position the that I look over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like put the textbook over, get under your desk, cover your head, like, you know, or go in the hallways. Like that was the literal position that I took. Cause it was just like instinct kicked in. But, you know, so the quote is, you know, eyes forward and grateful heart. Um, and that's kind of how I'm just living life right now. It's continuing to keep my eyes forward. I'm still here for a reason. And, uh, I'm still very much a strong person. You know, this didn't break me and might have taken my home away um, and some of my possessions, but, you know, it didn't take me with it. And so I have to be grateful for that and continue to look forward to what all I can do and, you know, and with my life and how I can use this very impactful moment in my life to create um, more joy for other people. So that is a. It's been a, it's not deep. I know. I'm so sorry. The smoochies are probably like, give us the tea, girl. We just want to know about Hannah B being with Tyler C. Oh my gosh. No, but that it's so true. And that's honestly just keeping our, you know, eyes forward, grateful heart in this situation going on with the coronavirus and everyone who's affected just need to make sure that we just stay positive, stay connected, you know, and just take this time to really refocus and realign. Yes, love it. All right. Um, so <laughs> let's get off that kilter. Um, and we can just take a little jaunt right over to um, what the Smoochies really wanted to hear about. We put this on our Instagram stories, and this was like the overwhelming thing that people wanted to discuss. And that is this season, in particular, uh, the season finale of Peter's season of The Bachelor. Um, begin. I. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. This was the worst season I've ever watched. Oh, I would say it was pretty up there with Juan Pablo's season of how bad it was. I, I liked Juan Pablo better because at least Juan Pablo was sexy. I'm well, not even sexually attracted to Peter anymore after this season. Here's the thing, y'all. Um, before we even get into After the Final Rose and discuss the monster-in-law that would have been Barbara... Um, let's just start with, you know, Hannah Ann and Maddie meeting Peter's family. Okay, first of all, I am shocked that Barbara is acting like they're meeting Maddie for the first time. 
they are that the first one-on-one date was their vow renewal. Did she just forget that that whole entire thing happened? I think Barb was drunk and forgot or something. I don't know. It was a very bizarre moment. But, like, even the way that, like, when Hannah Ann first walked in, it was like Barb lit up immediately. Like, she was so excited about Hannah Ann. And then it just, like, looked like the minute Madison walked in, she was just, like, not even excited about it. She, like, didn't even, like, want to look at her. Like, I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I truly don't understand. Um, I just, it was a bizarre meeting, but I will say, I thought that I, I never liked Hannah Ann up until the very end. And I started to sort of like her because I truly felt like she actually did love Peter. I and I felt like that came across to me more so in the finale than it did in any other episode of the season. But I will say this, when Peter's family was talking to Hannah Ann, I felt like it was a job interview. Like she would, would like, they'd be like, so why do you love Peter? And she'd be like, I love Peter because, or like, what, what do you want in a husband? What I want in a husband is like, she would like repeat the, I don't know. It just sounded very robotic to me. And although, like I said, I did like her at the end of, um, after the final rose, that type of stuff. Cause when she stood up for herself, amazing. I just thought that the whole time it, it was just hard for me to like want, want to be a fan of hers when I just felt like Peter obviously loved Maddie the most. And it was like, this is just a waste of time. Just be with Maddie. And then after that whole deal happened and then agree. completely agree. It was very apparent that he wanted to pick Madison and by the things that he was telling his parents, because they'd be like, we love Hannah Ann, we love Hannah Ann. And he kept going like, but Maddie, but Maddie. And I was like, clearly you don't want to pick Hannah Ann. So then when he actually did, I was like, WTF is going on around here. I mean, did you see her face when? I truly don't think she actually wanted to win. She had no idea. She looked like she would been punked. She literally was like, when she... I swear to God, she said, oh, my word, 13 times in that short little, like, two-minute span of getting engaged. Yeah, and then fast forward past all that, I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. They literally, he loves Maddie more. He literally brought up her name during the proposal. And then when he literally told Hannah Ann that he was like, yeah, Maddie left, I was like, what? Just don't even say that. Just, just stop. But then fast forward when they got together and Peter was like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. I am so proud of the way Hannah Ann stood up for herself because you know what? She is right. If Peter said claimed how much he loved Madison, there's no way he could have turned around and proposed to Hannah Ann then. That is something that Hannah Ann will never get back. And I am proud of her for standing up for herself and telling him off. I am too. You know, she, Hannah Ann said a lot of the things to Peter that I wish Hannah Brown would have said to Jed Absolutely. during their whole discussion. Um, I felt like Hannah was spending too much, Hannah B was spending too much time in her conversation with Jed by like pointing out that like, you know, what he had done negated their like relationship and their proposal. And like, she didn't say yes to that. I was like, you should just look at him and be like, it's not just that, but like, you've now taken this away from me for forever. Like, I wish she would have gone into, like, that and, like, kind of stood up for herself a little more. But I will say, when Hannah Ann walked out on that stage to see Peter for the first time, 
the bitch looked good. Oh my gosh, she looked so good. And I was dying laughing how she posted a picture on Instagram uh, and she cropped Peter out and it was just her and Chris Harrison. I literally was like, this is incredible. And when she was like, I'm flying solo, I was like, yes, bitch. Yes, you are. And I'm here for it. You know what? She had every right to say what she said. And I think that Peter handled it very well on after the final rose. He was very apologetic and knew what he did was wrong. And you could genuinely tell that he felt terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I really think at the end he thought it was going to be him and Maddie. So at least he was super sympathetic and that he wasn't just like a total asshole about it. Like, I could definitely tell that he felt bad about it. Yes. Whereas like Jed, I did, I never felt like Jed apologized in a, no. in a great way. Like he was, ne- he never seemed sincere. I also loved that Hannah Ann was like, it wasn't just me and you that were in an engagement. It was, it was me and Maddie and Hannah B. Oh and my gosh. That he needed, uh, that he asked to get closure with Hannah B. And I was like, Ooh, girl, Oh, girl, yes. Drag him. Throw that out there. Throw it out there for the world to hear. Yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. I was like, red flag. If you're engaged and your fiance is needing closure from a relationship, like, no, like you're not ready to be engaged if you're still needing closure from another relationship. I'm sorry. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it never really quite made sense to me. And so I was actually like really nervous. Like obviously there's been like so many like different like, oh, this is what happens in the end kind of thing. I was like, oh my God, he is. After she said that, I was like, oh my God, he is going to end up with Hannah B. And I was like literally like trying to like find her phone number. I was about to call her and be like, run, run away. I don't even know how this ends yet, but you better run away. Like, I was panicked. Um, I looked up every spoiler in the book. It's like, he ends up with Kelly. Kelly's pregnant. He's with his producer. He's alone. He's with Hannah B. He's going to decide. Like, I heard everything under possible. And not until the very end was anything related to him getting engaged to Hannah Ann. She was never in the picture. Well, actually, I did hear that from one source that actually is friends with Hannah Ann. Well, my friend's friend is friends with the girl. I can't, I can't do it. You, you get it. Friends of friends that knows her that they were engaged. So I did hear that, but then I started hearing all the Maddie stuff and it's been crazy. But anyway, so they're done over Maddie and him decide to give this a go. Chief Chris Harrison shows up in Auburn And I remember we saw all those, you know, pictures of Chris Harrison in Auburn. And we were all like, oh, my gosh, Maddie's the next Bachelorette. They're filming her package. Nope. He showed up because he was telling her that Peter wanted to see her. So out she goes to L.A. They reunite. It was honestly so cute when Peter saw her when when she walked out. What did you think about that? I thought it was very cute, but it also, like, he thought that he was meeting with Chris, so he had no idea that they were actually going to meet. So I thought it was, like, a very cute kind of, like, granola way for them to, like, it was, like, all natural. I was, like, yes, so cute. Like, he had no idea that she was showing up. Um, I understand, and I love that she has stood up for her values and her morals throughout this whole process. 
I think that she should be commended for that, not shamed for it. Um, I, you know, kind of question the timing on things that she shared with him. Like, I think she waited a little too long to share that she was saving herself for marriage. Like, but you know, I think that should have been like kind of said more upfront, not the day that you're going into fantasy suites. Um, but I have just thought that she was a class act through all of this. And the girl is stunning. I agree. So beautiful. She was so classy all she, season. She gets hair on her eyelashes. I freaking wish my eyelashes would look like that. I love them. But it's literally perfect. I will say this though. You know, I a hundred percent agree that her morals and values should have absolutely stuck with her the entire time. And yeah, I think she should have brought that up, you know, more um, at the beginning. But then again, um, that's I then I feel like it would have been a whole Colton thing all over again. And I just I, we didn't want a whole season of that. So honestly, I'm not that mad that she waited till the end, of course, in a relationship standpoint that I could understand. But also like the way, do you feel like she kind of gave Peter an ultimatum? Now, not saying that what her values or morals should have been, you know, dismissed because she was on The Bachelor, but does she know what she signed up for? She, you know, she went on the season of The Bachelor where a guy slept in a windmill with someone four times. Did, did she not, had she seen the show before she came on? Not saying that she should compromise her morals and values, but when she sits there and tells them, I don't think I can be with you, have you chosen to do these other things? I'm thinking in my head, you are very dumb to think and naive to think he hasn't had any sexual relations with any of the other girls. I'm sorry. I think that is very naive. No, I agree that it's naive, but here's the way that I kind of viewed it. And it was that it wasn't so much an ultimatum as it was, I'm telling you how it's going to make me feel. I'm telling you what it's going to make me want to do. And I'm just letting you know that up front. So that way, if you decide to do these things and I react, you can't say you didn't know that this was coming. Right. I, I agree with you. I, not much like you better not sleep with those other girls or I'm out of here. Like, the way she was very careful in the way she said it. I totally understand why people think it's an ultimatum. It would come across that way to me too if I was in her position or in Peter's position. But I thought she handled herself with grace and class and poise. And I thought that she was just so great. Moving into her coming on stage at after the final rose, I was absolutely disgusted by the way that Barbara handled herself on that stage. You would have thought Barbara was the bachelorette. I mean, it was, and when they were showing that little box of her in the corner, rolling her eyes and just, when she told them you had Peter, he had to fail to succeed. And the things she said, I was appalled. First of all, what mother does that? You're in your 60s, grow up. Number two, if you really have this much of an issue with Peter and Maddie being together, why don't you address it not on national television? And after you made the whole thing about you and you made them look like idiots. And I felt so bad for Peter because he was in such an uncomfortable position. And I think the way Maddie responded was so amazing when she was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't have a negative thing to say about Peter's family. 
And then Barbara whispered to her husband, like, help me say something bad. It was just a joke. And I was just utterly embarrassed and could not believe what I was watching. And, you know, I have seen interviews where she said she still does not regret what she said. No. And I mean, I just the thing that bothered me the most about it was that, like, I was getting so frustrated that Peter wasn't saying anything like he was just literally like sitting there and allowing his mother to say these awful things about, you know, the woman that he, you know, says he's in love with. Like if, if my mother was reacting like that to someone that I loved, like, I don't think I could just sit there and be quiet. And I was listening to the morning toast where they, you know, were like, well, no, honestly, like he shouldn't be disrespectful to his mother in public. And I'm like, it's not being disrespectful to tell her that what she's saying is not okay and she should pipe down. Well, like, total difference if your mother is completely out of line and is it making in like insane comments. Like when she was like, they're gonna have to, um, my son, it's never gonna work. It's never gonna work. I was like, how do you know? Well, not only that, after I watched that episode, the first thing I said when I stopped, and I was like, how can they move forward from this? She just There's embarrassed them. She sabotaged their relationship on national television. Congratulations, it worked. And, you know, she clapped when Hannah Ann was telling off her son and commenting on Kelly's Instagram, saying how they need to get lunch. And I'm just like, this is just messed up. I was absolutely appalled. Oh, I was absolutely appalled. And people like Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, were like, I am so team Barb. I love that. I love her. What she did tonight. Oh and, I'm like, right? and I'm like, she's literally, it's like she's the one that's upset because it kind of took me back to when his parents were sitting there at um, the finale for Hannah B's season and how excited and weirdly like obsessed they were with the fact that like, their son had banged Hannah B four times in a windmill. It took me back to that moment. And I was like, wow, these people are way too involved in their adult son's life. Well, I felt it was like afterwards, like, you know, he lives with his parents. Like I bet that, uh, that night was awkward going home. Wonder if he slept at home that night. Yeah. I don't know. Just the whole thing was just very bizarre. I just like, I was so uncomfortable that, like, I just could not stop drinking. And like, listen, I got like, two and a half bottles of wine because I was so uncomfortable and anxious by the whole reaction. And I would have been mortified had my mother, Kathy, acted that way as you would freak out if Jill acted that way. And listen, like, I can understand why Barbara may have liked Hannah Ann more than Maddie because Hannah Ann, you know, told her, I love your son. Hannah Ann was, you know, I think that they just, they clicked better that day, but Barbara completely disregarded the first day she had with Maddie and acted like it didn't exist. And I was watching videos from the first date and I was like, y'all were literally like, I can't even get, get, get started on that. But like, I can understand why Barbara felt that way a why, and I can understand and, you know, why she was hurt. And she has every right to feel like that. But to call them out on national television like that just made her look absolutely childish and ridiculous. Absolutely. I My favorite meme that I've seen from the whole thing is the picture of all of them at the vow renewal. And someone tweeted it and was like, 
the best consolation prize in all of this is that Barbara will have Maddie in her vow renewal photos for the rest of her life. Oh, it's the best. It gives me so much life. And I just knew they had no chance. I knew there was no way. How how could they move forward? But uh, there was just no way to do it. But I'm shocked that they came out with this perfectly publicist like PR statement two days later. I was like, okay, you decided that night that you yeah, were now Jack Weber, Peter's brother, is like dogging Maddie on Instagram. He's like, Y'all didn't see the real her. Like their lifestyles are too different. Like she doesn't drink, she doesn't have sex, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what am I reading right now? Like this is absolutely Absolutely. <laughs> I really loved Peter because I really liked his family in the beginning, but now I just have like such a different viewpoint on their family and the way that their family wants to handle this situation. They are proving to be very childish people and it's just like makes me sad. The only person that won in all of this was Hannah Ann and Madison. Absolutely. They were the, they were the real winners in this. Hannah Ann literally stood up for herself and for women all over this country who are in crappy situations and maybe with a partner that doesn't treat them like the queen that they deserve to be. And Maddie's hanging out with Selena Gomez. So clearly I, they both are the winners. I saw that. I was like, she's literally having gay night with Selena Gomez. So I think she's okay, but I am ready. I'm so excited. This season's done. The immature girls are gone. We can move on to Claire season. Well, it's been postponed, but I am I, very excited. Yeah. I'm actually very excited. She's got some hot ass men. Oh my gosh. And I, I still have been obsessed with her ever since she told off Juan Pablo. Like I just rewatched the clip on YouTube the other day because it was so iconic. I know, you know, I really want to figure out if I can watch winter games from somewhere so I can go back and rewatch that season. Cause she was on I, winter games. Um, I got engaged. Yeah, she got engaged to Benoit, and he posted on his Instagram after they announced her as the Bachelorette, like, a picture from when, like, right after they got engaged during, like, the tell-all from, or, like, the reunion from Winter Games, and um, he was like, congratulations to a girl that deserves all the love and respect in the world. I'm so excited and proud, you know, of you, and I was like, that's how things should end, like, Obviously, it probably wasn't great that they had to, like, end their engagement. But, like, shocker, we knew that was probably coming. They live in two different countries, and there's a language barrier. But I'm excited for her. But I'm also kind of, like, peeved with production and with casting. Because there's, out of 31 men, 27 of them are 10 years or more younger than her. Oh, my. Like, what? How? I don't understand. Like, do older guys just not want to go on that show? I'm not. No. No. Older. If you're in your 40s and you're single, you're not going to go on The Bachelorette. There is a 41-year-old, and he is such a silver fox daddy. When I, like, saw him, I was like, oh, I'm already in love. He could be the biggest douche ever, but I literally am in love with him. He's allowed. He's allowed. Um, Juan Pablo also um, posted like a tear. Like he was like, good luck, like being so sarcastic. And she commented back. It was so funny. I'm like, Juan Pablo, stop trying to be relevant. You suck. Oh, my God. What did she reply back? I didn't see this. Oh, my gosh. I need to pull it up. But while I'm pulling it up, let's talk about the Tyler C. Hannah B. thing. Okay. I was actually so worried that Hannah was going to end up, like I said, back with Peter because 
Peter doesn't deserve a woman of Maddie, Hannah Ann's, or Hannah B's caliber. Like, he doesn't deserve a woman of that that caliber at all. Um, so when I saw that TMZ had gotten a clip and posted it of Tyler C. picking up Hannah at the airport, I lost my freaking mind. I was like, hell yes, I'm here for it. I'm also still like so sad for him because of him losing his mom that like, I think he finally was like, you know what? I realized the important things in life and my connection with all these wannabe supermodels and supermodel Gigi Hadid was never on the same level as my connection and my love for Hannah. And I really think that they're going to give this a shot. Oh, I will be so happy. And I saw that they were like, she had her feet on. They've made TikToks together. She's hanging out with their best friends. Like, I really am interested to see what comes of this. And Matt Lane, Tyler's best friend uh, that he lives in New York with, was there. And he's only there because they have stopped production on Claire season because he's going to be on Claire season. So did you see what Juan? Oh yeah, did you see what Juan Pablo said? He said. I just saw the guys for Claire Crawley's Bachelorette season, and it's going to be interesting seeing her get hit on by kids in their 20s. I think this might be the third season I'm going to watch. And she responded. Douchebag. And said, oh, my gosh, I've got to find what she responds. Where is it? It's so hilarious. Oh, she goes, and yet here you are, older than 99% of them and still can't practice compassion and kindness. Yes, Claire. And (laughs) he said, hey, all I want is for you to find love. You taking it the wrong way, Claire. I will never forget him. Keep going. It's okay. It's okay. Like, no, no, Juan Pablo, it's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. You're a douchebag and I hate you. But he was really freaking hot. I wonder if they're going to postpone Paradise or what's the status on that. I mean, they're talking about this Corona stuff going on for, like, throughout the summer. And I'm sorry, if we don't get a paradise that has all of these guys or all these girls, like McKenna and Kelsey and uh, Alea and, you know, I think Hannah Ann will end up in paradise, honestly. No, Ellen, she said that she wanted, if she could date anyone in the Bachelor franchise, she would pick Tyler C. Yeah, and I wanted to be like, okay, honey, you're Hannah Ann, not Hannah B, so you need to pipe down. You don't stand. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you are, you're not quite up there yet, honey. But you're almost, not quite that great. <laughs> guess what? We're almost to listen to your heart, which I'm still so excited to watch because I'm just interested to see how it all goes down. I know, and you actually were at the, the finale, uh, the finale taping, so. It's going to be so interesting to see it. I will say Trevor Holmes is on it. That was the guy that Katy Perry was like obsessed with when he auditioned for American Idol. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things have come out about him that he's kind of a player and kind of a homewrecker. Uh, I can speak uh, to the player part of that for sure. Yeah. Um, Apparently he's very flirtatious on Instagram with people and with Uh with girls. I can attest to this. <laughs> oh, you and the musicians from these shows that slide up in the DMs. I'm dead. It's- but I'm over here just like, I just want, you know, Clay Honeycutt from season 17 of Big Brother to fall in love with me 
but he just got engaged to a, da- a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. So it's not like that's ever going to happen. But I'm prettier than her. Yes, you are, Bish. Bish. Um, so <laughs> I covered everything. Um, but I want to go into my struggle of the week. Um, because the Smoochies obviously know this about me now. Um, my struggle this week was that um, I awoke two days ago um, about 5.30 in the morning and had a slight panic attack because there was like a, a hairy thing like on my face. Stop. And I knew that it wasn't my dog or my cat because they don't really sleep in my bed with me anymore. Um, I think since that's kind of like where they both were during the storm, they just kind of don't want to sleep in there. It's like PTSD for them. So I freak out and I'm like, oh my God, is it a rat? Like what's going on? And I turn on the light and my weave had fallen off. Oh my gosh. When you sent me the picture, I was dying. (laughs) Okay. So like, Obviously, I'm supposed to go, like, every three weeks for my monthly maintenance. Um, I talked about this on my Instagram stories the other day. My three-and-a-half-week maintenance uh, appointment was scheduled uh, for Wednesday two weeks ago. And that was obviously, like, I was still going through all this stuff with the tornado. I didn't have a home. I was, you know, like, I didn't have clothes at that point. Like, there's just a lot going on. Like, so obviously I didn't go. And then the next week I was moving, And so just with like not being able to go to get like the monthly maintenance and get them to clean it and do uh, a reapplication of the glue and the tape, um, it just kind of, it it gave out and fell off in the middle of the night. And um, I literally freaked out, stuck it right back to my head um, and literally made an appointment to go the next day to get it fixed, (laughs) Um, which I was kind of freaking out about. Wait, what? I said the picture was probably the best thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Well, you were literally in uh, Virginia or or Bristol, Tennessee, visiting your boyfriend. And I literally texted you and I was like, you're never going to believe what happened to me. And you literally go, oh, what? And I was like, she's probably going to think I'm going to say something like crazy. You know, like what could be like more extreme than what I've just gone through in the last two weeks and what the whole world is going through with coronavirus and I was like my weave fell off and you literally just sit like a bunch of dot 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 and you go you're kidding and I was like no girl it fell off (laughs) Michael and I were absolutely dying it was literally the most traumatic thing so that was my struggle of the week was having my weave fall off but baby we're back in business it's not going anywhere we used some heavy duty tape um and some heavy duty glue this time we got Uh, it right and we got it tight it's a right and tight and baby it ain't going nowhere um so that's my struggle of the week other than you know being self-quarantined and socially distant from all of my friends (laughs) that's literally yeah i've totally agree and yeah we've been really you know a little occupied preoccupied and so that's why we were just getting around to recording this but I'm so glad we got back with the smoochies and you know well maybe we have to continue to do a few more of these Skype calls if this quarantine lasts till August I know honestly I'm like I at that point I just am gonna be if there if it goes past like my I'm freaking out though a little bit because like my birthday's in like three weeks yeah 
It's a whole and we had such a fun little like adventure planned for my birthday. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? Exactly. Like put everybody in a hazmat suit and come over. Like I have no idea. Oh yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much. We love you. We're so happy to be back. Um, obviously, like I said, we were Skyping this whole time. So if there's any audio issues, so sorry about it, but we love you so much. And we will Mwah. back later. Mwah. Bye.